Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So today, we are talking about one of our most highly requested topics, surprisingly, which is moving in together. We're going to have to dig deep in the archives because it's only really been like a year and a half, two years, but I feel like it was just so long ago that I'm going to have to like... Dig in the memory banks. Yeah, go through the cobwebs to remember some of these details, but we essentially moved in together after about six months of dating. We did like one, two months long distance within that time, and I think it was like all the different elements that kind of showed us that like this is the right time to do it. But before that... You actually moved in with my parents. Yeah, and before that, Dayon was living at home with his parents, and I was living in a basement suite with a roommate, and we were both living in Vancouver. I was finishing up school, and I remember just, like, in that basement suite, I ended up getting, like, fleas. I got, like, a a mouse. mouse. It was just, like, so rough, and I was like, you know what? Like, I only have one more month left in Vancouver before I, like, finish school here, and Dayon's mom actually suggested that I move in with them, which is, like, pretty unheard of, I feel like, for, Mm -hmm. like, three months of dating. I think she liked you. Yeah. I think that was her, that was a sign of her. (laughs) That was, that was her telling us that, like, she supports our relationship, and I was like, you know what? Like, I could save, like, the, what, $600 on rent. And and I could save money on gas. Yeah, it's literally just one month. And, yeah, at that point, like, we were living on opposite sides of the city, so Dan was always driving to see me, and, like, I would have to bus, and, like, we were seeing each other, like, almost every day, so it was just, like, a lot of traveling back and forth. And to be fair, like, where I was living was a lot closer to school, and when I did move in with you and your parents, like, I was a lot further away, but... But it was the same bus. Yeah, it was the same bus, just, like, (laughs) add half an hour. Yeah, Yeah. it really wasn't the worst, though. But to be fair, it just... It felt kind of just like a fun little adventure for a month. And to be fair, I don't know if I could handle it for more than a month. It was pretty insane. It was cramped. (laughs) It was cramped. It was loud Serbian music in the morning. I mean, the thing is, My parents are, like, very, like, loud European, like... It was very loud in the morning, yeah. And they they don't really... um, understand when like nina has to do work like i was constantly working because i was like constantly in school and then i was also doing youtube so i'm like like my i mom was will just... be like put that down yeah like, drink some co- like... she's like drink some coffee and like hang out and talk with us and i'm like but i have work to do and it's like i'm i was raised very differently where like with my parents growing up like if you were doing work if you were doing something that was productive then my parents would be very like oh no no, no like leave them alone like they would prioritize that whereas for your parents it was very like no no, no relax and i was like i can't relax like i don't i, I have timelines like i, have I think deadlines. that's a, i think it's a european thing Yeah, it's very chill, which I was not used to at all. And I feel like it's just, it's hard enough to live with your own parents, especially after, like, I had been living alone, I lived with roommates, like, I just had so many other living situations outside of living with my own parents that it's, like, it's hard enough living with your own parents, but it's harder to live with somebody else's parents because it's just... Family is crazy, you know? So it's, like, getting used to, like, a whole new set of, not rules, but just, like, other personalities, like, adult personalities in such a small space. Yeah, it was super, it was a super interesting time, for sure. But, um, so then that brings us to having our long-distance relationship. So after that one month was up, you finished school, and then... Packed up everything. Packed up everything, and, like, was it two or, like, three, three huge luggages, and I helped you bring them to SF? I think it was, like, four. Was it? Yeah, because, like, you can bring two max. Mm, Yeah, because I had a flight, too, so we filled up 
my carry-on, your carry-on, I just I packed pretty light, so. It was so much stuff. And, like, at that point, I was anticipating on being in San Francisco for a really long time and then from there possibly moving to LA and I was just kind of thinking about like my career and where I wanted to be because when we first met I already had plans that by the time I finished school I'm gonna move back to San Francisco live there for a little bit save up money and then I'm gonna move to some big American city and I'm just gonna pursue the rest of my YouTube career and just see where it takes me so I really was like headstrong about not deviating from that plan even though me and Dan had met like i really wanted to get out of Vancouver. Like, I was just sick and tired of being in the same place. Like, I lived in the same kind of general neighborhood. Like, I lived at UBC, like, which is, like, on campus. I lived in Kitts, which was, like, right by UBC. And so, like, I really just, like, hadn't left that bubble for, what, like, three and a half years. And I was like, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm so done. I miss San Francisco. I miss being in the States. And so I left. And we really didn't know what was going to happen to our relationship. Like, we knew that we were going to do long distance and that we wanted to do it Mm -hmm. and we never discussed really like breaking up or anything like that but long distance really didn't last that long it was it was was two months it was it was well we were in miami together for a month but then we were separate for a month yeah so it was a month (laughs) so it really didn't last that long and that's why like we made like a whole video about like our long distance relationship and stuff like that and i mean it's hard like even doing it for a month is hard especially when we spent so much time together like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like we were just casually dating like we spent almost every single day together so to be separated was quite difficult but i don't know i I feel like a couple of you guys have asked us to cover long distance like in this podcast but i feel like there's other people that have experienced this for longer that could yeah, probably be mo- more a insightful. Month, a, a month was is not, a light, is no. a light sentence. So if you, if you want to know about our experience, you can find that video on YouTube, but I don't think we would need to rehash it because it was just such a short period of time in our relationship. So yeah. we did that for a month, and then we both were going to meet up in Miami for another month. And Dan's parents have an apartment out there. So, like, we were able to stay there for, like, a lot longer than, you know, like, a regular vacation. Mm -hmm. And obviously, that was really great, too. But, you know, like, that's not real life. Like, that's essentially, like, being on a vacation. But we did talk a lot about our future. Mm -hmm. On that trip, we fought a lot about our future. Because I think, like, there was just a lot of uncertainty. And I was also feeling at this point that I didn't think that staying in San Francisco was the right move for me. Because at this point, I was, like running out of money like I really didn't have that much money like I was in college and I was working and like I was doing YouTube so at that point like I kind of had like 8,000 Canadian dollars in my bank account and like it was starting to like slowly deplete and that was giving me a lot of anxiety and I'm like what am I doing next like I don't have a means to make money like I should probably get a part-time job and I just didn't know if being in San Francisco was the right move for me career-wise and I felt that LA was very saturated and I was starting to see that Vancouver was kind of an emerging market for what it is that I do which is like influencing like content creating and so I was like okay like maybe I should have stayed there like maybe there's like more opportunity for me as a Canadian than an American and just for reference like I am a dual citizen so like I grew up in San Francisco that's why like I moved back home but yeah I just like wasn't really sure kind of where I should be and I think like a lot of me was pulling me back to Vancouver because Dan was there because I was seeing this emerging market because you know like I just I had to make a move and I really just didn't know which one it was so that's why we fought a lot is because like if I move back like we have to move out like I'm not staying at your parents place again Mm -hmm. and that was that's obviously like a very stressful stressful topic (laughs) it was a stressful environment though living with my parents but for a long time I've been wanting to move out and I always wanted to make it happen I was just 
I'm just always a little bit afraid to like take that leap of faith, you know? So I mean, it was hard to get to that place, but I think once we decided, I was like, you're going to love it. Like, because the thing is like, I had lived alone before, mm-hmm. but that was when I was in college and, and it was almost a year in college where I lived fully by myself in like a one bedroom apartment and I loved it like I went from living with like my best friends as roommates to living alone and then living in like a shared basement suite and like nothing compares to living alone and like Mm -hmm. having your own space and I just never had that before to like be able to curate your environment but also like come home and like not have anybody else's energy that you have to like you know like tiptoe around or like be aware of and I've always I, just dreamt of that. Yeah, but like it's just it teaches you so much about mm-hmm. it's not just having your own space, like it teaches you so much about yourself. And sometimes I do wish that you had that experience because you went straight from living with your parents to living with me and I feel like obviously like you learn a lot through that process as well, but there's just so much that you can learn from living on your own. So if you guys can, like it's very expensive in Vancouver, so I really couldn't sustain it and that was another thing. I was like I want to move out like when I was living with my parents like it just it got to a point where I was like there are four adults in this house it was me my brother and my parents and it was just way too much and I was like I need to move out like I can't Mm -hmm. do this anymore like I just realized that I really enjoyed my independence and it was nothing against my parents it was just that like once you got a taste of it like you can't go back it's so hard and so I was like yeah we need to move out if I'm coming back to Vancouver and I just didn't want to compromise on that so and I was like I always knew that I wanted to move out, but there was something that was always scaring me. And I think in the process of actually moving out is when I found out what was scaring me. And that was like the way my parents have framed this all to me. Because like for years now, like I just felt like I couldn't really do the things that I want or like be in the space that I want. I've always had to go to coffee shops to work or like go to the library or something. I didn't feel comfortable working within my own home. And I felt like I needed a space of my own to do that. So I always wanted to move out. But like knowing the Vancouver housing market, it's insanely it's expensive. so expensive. So, like, I always had that fear of, like, I may not be able to afford it. Like, I probably yeah. won't because with me, at, at that time, I had a full-time job, but I would spend my money, like, if yeah, I had it, things, like, yeah. literally, if I had it, I would spend it. Like, yeah. that's just my relationship with money. So, I knew that, like, maybe if I apply some more discipline and actually had, like, okay, this amount of money leaves my account every month because I need to pay for rent, then that could help me budget. But when I didn't have to pay for rent because I was living with my parents, I would still like just throw all that money because I would either go for more drinks or sign up to a basketball league. Because it's like, like you're not forced to, you know, yeah, like, so and there's like, like, why would you even know? How? And I didn't I didn't know how to budget for those things. And yeah. even though my parents did help pay for some of my rent while I was in university, I still had to budget like my share, my 500, 600 needs to be in my bank for every first of the month or else you're not going to make rent and like that really teaches you the importance of a dollar like before that like in the first couple years of university my parents paid for my housing completely and I worked but I spent all of it I was like oh my god like I have a thousand dollars in my bank account like sweet I'll buy these tickets here I'll like go for drinks and you really just don't ever think to save and I tried to save because like my parents taught me really well to like save like a portion of your paycheck and I tried really hard but then I would always dip into it and so like there were there wasn't really savings in place and I was really proud of myself when I did have like that eight thousand dollars for us to move out because like that was that's kind of unprecedented but that did come after I had like lived alone and like felt more responsibility about paying my bills and my rent so so moving out really does teach you like the value of a dollar and like the need to save (laughs) yeah I didn't have that because like I mean my parents did they did try to teach me how to save but same way as you like dipped into my savings because because it's like you're like you want to do fun stuff and you're like I can't 
it, yeah, they're like, you need to save it for like a big thing. Like, what happens if you know your car breaks? It's like all these things yeah. that I just not none of it was applicable. It was to like me. almost out of like it was just like you weren't in that position of life to think about it. Yeah, and it's like now, like I have all these responsibilities where I'm like, or even like with this whole pandemic happening, you know, like you want to have savings. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just you just never think about that as a reality. And so when you're just, like, a college student like me, I was just like, well, it's it's either just sitting there or I can use it. And I can always just make that money back. But so. living, living alone in, or living with your partner really kind of makes your responsibilities change. Like, you start focusing more on, on actually saving money and being more responsible. Well, because we also had to learn how to, like, split it. So I think that's where mm-hmm. a lot of our fights came in is because... I was coming in with this, like, nest egg of, like, $8,000 that I'd worked really hard to save. And I was like, that is my money for, like, us to move out and get started. And I was like, what are you contributing? And, like, are we going to be splitting everything? Like, I'm not going to live with you if I have to, you know, like, if I'm scared that you're not going to make rent. Like, it's just there was so much uncertainty about our finances because they were so different. Like, at the time, I quit my full-time job. And that's when... We went to San Francisco. We had a month away from each other. We went to Miami. So that was like three months of just not really working. Yeah. And um, like when you're living at home and like your parents are making you food, like you don't really need that money. Yeah. You know, like you can't spend it on anything that you want to spend it on, but you don't really need that money. So that's why like there was so much uncertainty for me. And like I need to be sure that you can carry your weight mm-hmm. because I will not put myself in a situation where I'm going to be covering your half of the rent like ever like I just didn't want to do that and I was like we need to go into this equal or not at all and it was very stressful for me because I was like yeah like I want to move out but I can't really afford to do it on my own I want to live with you but also like can can we make this happen you know so we did a lot of fighting during that time just because there was so much uncertainty but I think like we really laid the grounds for like this is what I'll accept and this is what I won't accept and mm-hmm. then you managed to obviously, like, get a job. And, like, we never ran into an issue of, like, we had to split stuff and, like, you didn't have the money to. Like, I think it was very... I was trying to shape you to kind of, like, be like, if you need that money, you need to get a job that's going to give you that money. It's not, oh, I don't have the money. I need to figure it out. It's, like, I need to work more to get there, to get there you yeah. know? Like, and so... So I got two part-time jobs and we're starting to bring in some money. And that's when we were really talking about starting our, our cereal venture. where we, Our cereal pop-ups. Our cereal pop-ups. And, <laughs> Saturday morning cereal. And uh, we, we seriously started talking about it, brainstorming ideas. And we found that Vancouver was the best place for it. Because at that time, too, at like most of our fights and debates were just about like, where are we going? What are we doing? And it's like either I try and get U.S. citizenship or like a green card so that I can work there. But then we found it because Nina's a dual citizen that it's just easier. It's if she the, comes the up. easiest route. Was yeah, so so we're back. like, let's do that, and then we. All even... my friends were also there. Like all my friends were still in school, mm-hmm. so like all my friends were there, and I was like, you know what? Like fuck it. Like yeah. my boyfriend's there, my friends are there. I mean, I had eight thousand Canadian dollars, so like to bring that to the states would would have been about like six thousand. It would have just been harder, and I would have had to move out by myself. I didn't really want to have roommates again. And the San Francisco housing market is also very expensive. It, it's yeah, it's honestly probably because it's U.S. dollars. It's probably it's more expensive it's more, than yeah. here. So all of that combined made me feel like Vancouver was the right move. But I think for sure, like the biggest thing for me was seeing that my career could be very successful again in Canada. And I think I was just starting to see that shift happen, and I was like, I can ride this wave, and it's probably going to be better for me to be a Canadian influencer than an American influencer and that doesn't seem like 
it's a really big difference at all but my network was also in Canada and even though they were still trying to get me deals in Canada where I could still fly up and do it it just is a lot harder when you're not living there and so for me like it really felt like okay like I'm not compromising on my dreams I'm not compromising on my career by making this happen which I was very scared of like I didn't want to just come back to Vancouver because I like my boyfriend's here you know like I wanted to still pursue my career and my dreams and like I'd just gone out of college so I was like the world is my oyster and it felt weird to go back but it also was the right move and I mean at the end of the day it was it really was the right move for me Mm -hmm. um who knows what my life would have been like if I went to LA or New York like we can never really know those things but it honestly was like really great once we moved back so there's no graceful way to segue into this but we're going to do a quick little plug for policy genius it is a insurance marketplace and you can compare quotes from the top life insurance company all in one place they do all the work for you you get the best price and they handle all the paperwork red tape and the best part it's free now this is full-on adulting you're probably wondering why you even need life insurance, and the reality is the future is so unpredictable. So it's best to think ahead, not just for yourself, but for your loved ones as well, and just to be prepared. So if you don't know what life insurance is, it's basically a tax-free lump sum of money that goes to your loved ones after you die, God forbid, but after you die so that they can make sure that they can still pay their bills, final expenses, college costs, what have you, and you can choose how many years your policy will last and how much will be paid out if you die. So we both got life insurance before having our baby. Now Blue is like fully taken care of if God forbid anything happens to us. If you have kids, life insurance is 100% something that you want to look into because you want to make sure that they're taken care of. And even if you don't have kids, I mean, you probably have people in your life that you want to take care of, so it's something you should to look into and to at least cover your funeral costs yeah that's true you don't think about that but somebody's got to pay for your funeral so if you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance right now and have no idea where to start head to policygenius.com so once we decided that we were going to move out together it happened so quickly we set the date for like april 14th that I was going to fly back. So we needed to have an apartment by then because I was like, I will not. I will not go and stay at your parents' place. She made that extremely clear. Well, because I was like, once we start doing that, then like, I mean, all my stuff is going to be everywhere. And it just like would have been, yeah, it just would have been like so hard to then make that transition. And so I was like, I was like, I want to move back to Vancouver and like go straight to our new apartment. And so we basically went to Craigslist and I've had a lot of experience like renting places before. And so I kind of took the lead on it. Yeah, Nina Nina went to Craigslist. Yeah, I went to Craigslist. (laughs) And basically what I did was I looked at a bunch of different apartments and I emailed all of them. And I told them that, like, my boyfriend, Dan, would be the one to, like, see the units and stuff like that. And I made these appointments for him. I, like, made sure he was free. And then, yeah, Dan wants to go see all of them. And she set up so many appointments. And, like, within the all, same day. Like, yeah, it was, like, within the same day. Like, within the same week. I was like, what else are you doing? I'm, like, driving everywhere <laughs> so quickly. I'm like, all right, I just made it from one to the other, to this one, yeah. to that one. And, and he like, would, like, send me photos sweaty. and videos and... I mean, none of them were really perfect until we found, like, the one, which, I mean, if you guys have been following us on YouTube for a while, then you'll 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 have seen our apartment tour, so you can go look at our one bedroom that we started out in, but it was... And the one, a strike of luck, like, yeah, it, it was the Craigslist posting literally only had a photo of the lobby and the exterior of the building, and it's an and old And it had building. a description. It had, like, like, a description. And but... the description was great. Like, it honestly sounded perfect, and the price was perfect, so I was like, you know what, there are no photos, but you might as well just go see it, because you never know. And it was in East Van, so, like, it was a neighborhood that I had never lived in, but a neighborhood that Dayon grew up in. It was pretty close to, like, my family's home. Yeah, so, like, I kind of did want, like, a different 
scenery like I didn't want to move back to Kits I didn't want to live like kind of anywhere near UBC because that's what I'd done for so long and so when Dan did go see it like he took like a video for me and it was perfect Wait, you're missing you're missing the part the one that we ended up living in that you sent to me and I was like oh, I don't know should I even go see it because I was so tired and then I went up to the door and the woman wasn't answering the phone but I saw that the landlord her last name was Serbian so I was like oh I started talking in Serbian and then she didn't answer until the next day. She's like, oh, Dan, in Serbian. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, if you're willing to come back today, like, I'm willing to, sh I'm happy Serbian to show you the hookup. place, right? So I was like, <laughs> I was like, bless the Serbian hookup. And um, yeah, the next day I saw it, took videos of it. And it honestly, like, it, it had everything we were looking for. We were, Nina was asking, she wanted it to have a lot of natural light because of like filming and stuff like that. And it had all of that. And it just like felt so perfect. It was like a nice open space because it was an older building. And it's also important to note that it actually is quite difficult for the two of us to rent because when I was a student, obviously, like, everyone kind of knows that you don't really have, like, you know, like, a credit history or anything like that, and it was pretty easy to rent as a student, but the thing is, when you're renting as a student, then they tend to be, like, slightly sketchier places, and, like, the conditions are usually a lot worse. Like, the first place that I ever rented, it had, like, the moldiest refrigerator, and I was like, okay, like, that's just what it comes with. Like, I can't ask them to clean it, but, like, now I'm like, hell no. It needs to be spotless. Like, if you're renting a place, like, it needs to be presentable and ready to live in, and, like, just as a student, you don't know that, you know, because, like, it's your first place, and so, like, I personally didn't have, a like, a real credit history because I'd never had a credit card like I didn't have any debt and so like I just didn't have any kind of credit score like I had one but it just was very mediocre and I also was like a youtuber so like I just didn't have a job that like you could ask for like my employer because mm -hmm. I was self-employed so like those two things were very weird and then Dayon had no previous history of living anywhere whereas I had a lot of history but he had no previous history besides living with his parents but he himself had like a good credit score so like combined we would make like the ideal candidate for a, a rental but separately we were both missing like quite critical things so he did actually see like a couple places that we probably could have lived in we it wasn't as perfect as this apartment but we could have lived in it but on their application like it asked for all of these things and like we just we knew that like with all the other people looking at the places and stuff like we just wouldn't be able to compete with other people because there were like more established couples that just like you know like had salary jobs and it was just more traditional and more comfortable for somebody that's, that's gonna the thing rent. we did apply for a few of those and we never got a call yeah, back we never got a call yeah, back so so having this woman actually the understand Serbian connection, yeah. though, I'm telling you that like did she help actually us. understood that like you were older and had never lived anywhere because Serbian families are just like That's that like they want yeah, yeah like you, they want to just keep their children at home kind of as long as possible and then just because I guess like of the Serbian connect then she understood that like my job was just kind of more untraditional and that it was self-employed and all these things but I did have a really extensive like positive like rental experience i'm not gonna lie she probably thought you were serbian too yeah because because it was just me <laughs> looking at the places alone and i was just like saying my partner nina and like nina is also a common serbian name so she Oops. definitely because when I, when she finally said like yeah i want you guys to live here and then she wrote down the name she was asking me so the way there's like a certain way you can ask in serbian like which region is this last name from and that's what she asked me she's like oh which region is the uh, huin from right and i was like vietnam <laughs> She's but like, by, oh, at that point, okay, okay. he was already signing the lease, so I mean, it was too late yeah. if she didn't like that, but... Yeah.
Oops. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So, I mean, this place was perfect. And it honestly was great for, like, our first home together. And it was really inexpensive for what it was. It was thirteen seventy five, which sounds like a lot depending on where you're from. But In for Vancouver, Vancouver that's a steal. yeah, it was a steal for like a spacious one bedroom. Like it actually like had quite a bit of space in it and had great light. I would say light. like seven hundred square feet, roughly. Yeah, it was about seven hundred square feet. So it really was like the perfect place for us to like first move in together, and. And if you check out our apartment tour on, on Nina's YouTube channel, that's it's that apartment that we're talking about. Yeah. So we haven't done one of this apartment yet. So the only one you'll find is that one. But also prior to us moving out, as I mentioned before about how like there was a lot of fear for me to move out. And I think part of that, too, was like how my parents like how my oh, parents yeah. painted it for me. <laughs> and the thing is, too, like when we were we looked at the spot, we were like ready to sign the lease. And my dad was already like. We're leaving for Miami for like a few months. This is stupid. You you kids shouldn't move out. Just live here. Like, what are you doing? I felt so confident in convincing like Dayon that like, yes, we should do this. Yeah. And then he would like text me and be like, oh, my parents are saying this. They're saying that. And I'm like, don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like Nina made it so easy for me because like, I mean, I was I was afraid my entire life. Like I knew it's something I wanted to do, but it was something that like I just thought was more complicated than it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like. We're about to sign the lease. I'm saying, like, we're in East Van. It's a great place. And my parents are like, there's probably cockroaches. There's probably <laughs> bed bugs. Oh, there's, like, there's going to be, like, homeless people in the neighborhood. Like, all these things. Like, really just trying to scare me. And I'm, like, I'm, like, talking to Nina. And then after finishing my conversation with you, yeah. I'm, like. It's very emotional for I'm, like, you why did my parents do this? Like, why are they painting it so scary? I'm, yeah. like, it's really not. And when and we moved them, in, it was so fine. Yeah, like, like for them, great. they were just seeing it as, like, you should live at home to save money. And, like, that's totally fair. But, like, I think that for me, like, just knowing what that independence feels like and how much growth you can experience from moving out from your parents' place. Like, I just, I didn't want you to experience, like, living at your parents' place and then us, like, getting married and moving in together. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't want it to be like that. Like, I wanted you to be able to experience, like, moving out, like, yeah. having your own place. And, and that's like, the thing. I, I always sensed, like, if I moved out, like, I would be just more focused. Like, there would just be more that I can, like, concentrate on because, you know, you have your own space. It's curated the way you want it to and you can find your own little nook, make your own little nook in the home for you to work. And because, like, what you've told me before was that, as long as you're like at your parents' house or with your parents, you will always feel like a kid. And I think that's yeah, like really true 100%. because like they'll always like your parents are always gonna make you feel like the baby or like you know what I mean? Because they they'll always take they care of you. For yeah. you. Like they just like there isn't there just isn't any type of responsibility there. And like I really hated like cleaning the dishes. So I would never do that when I was living with my parents. And then all of a sudden you move out and like if you don't do it, nobody else is gonna do it. Mm -hmm. And like we really did struggle with that, which we'll talk about more in the next episode. We're gonna be talking all about actually moving in together, like how we styled our place and like kind of like the big fights that we went through like it's a learning curve the you know trials, the trials and tribulations yeah and it was like dan having never lived on his own or with a roommate or anywhere outside of his parents house i feel like really did frame a lot of the fights that we had because like a lot of it was just things that i had expected because i had learned them from either living with roommates or living alone 
And I just was like, how are you not understanding this? And so we ended up getting in a lot of fights, but that's for the next episode. <laughs> so this feels like a good place to do a little plug for Care Of. It is a wellness brand where you can customize a vitamin pack that helps you feel your best and supports you long-term. They're fully customizable, delivers to your door, and they come in convenient little daily packs, which is great because if you're like me, I always forget how many vitamins to take and also just to take my vitamins in general. And if you're worried about the waste, don't because the individual packs are eco-friendly and made of compostable film. And there's more info on the Care of site on how to compost them if you're interested. And I know sometimes it's hard to even know what kind of vitamins you need. But on the Care of site, they actually have a short little quiz you can take and it will recommend which supplements and vitamins are good for your personal health needs and goals. So like for me, I'm postpartum and breastfeeding and I stated that in the quiz and I was recommended prenatal vitamins, cranberry pills, and collagen. And collagen is really important for like your skin, hair, and like nail health. So I personally am really forgetful. So a personalized vitamin regimen that's conveniently packaged with like each of the vitamins that you need to take every day is great. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code BND50 for 50% off. BND50. Boom. (laughs) I just wanted to circle back to how you know whether or not it's like the right time to move in together so obviously we moved in together after like six months of being together and we had a little taste of living together just by like me living at your parents house us being in miami together like we had a taste of like being in each other's space a lot 24 7 yeah and it just like i think the financial factor of it the fact that i couldn't move out without another person was also really huge so i was like i would rather obviously live with you than live with like another random roommate Mm -hmm. and Like, at that point, like, we were just really close. So I was like, this feels like the right next step in our relationship. And I know that for some people, like, that's... I mean, it's huge. Like, it's a really big commitment. Because when you're just dating and living in separate places, like, you can go back to your home or, like, your parents' home, whatever, and, like... Take a breather. Yeah, take a breather. But it's really hard when you're living together. But I felt like we were ready for that next step. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, for us, it was just really exciting. And... I mean, it's not a decision that I would take super lightly because once you start to buy furniture together and once you kind of like start to own things together, then it does make it a bit more difficult to break up. Like obviously you can <laughs> and you just go through the stress yeah, of like dividing stuff. <laughs> but like it, it does make it harder. So it's definitely not something that I would take lightly. Like I think that it's something that you should definitely consider. And with what I said earlier about the finances, like I would 100% make sure that you're moving in with your partner knowing that they can take care of their half if that's how you're splitting it. Because, like, I just didn't ever want to find myself in a situation where I was being, like, a straight-up sugar mama and I was just funding your life, which is weirdly not where we are now. That's where we are now, but in the beginning, we split everything down the middle. Yeah, we split everything down the middle and, like, obviously our situation now is very, very different, but... At that point, like, our relationship was still relatively new. So, for me, I was, like, I want to make sure that I'm with somebody that's going to carry their weight. And so, like, it was very important to me that, like, you got jobs that allowed you to live this lifestyle that you wanted to live. Mm Because I was, like, I mean, you want to do this, but it's one thing to dream it and it's one thing to actually put in the work to do it. Yeah, because it was not just moving out. It was that and doing the serial serial pop-up. So, we had to, like, find funding for all of that. But... A lot of the money went into furnishing. Yeah, I mean, like I said that I had $8,000 and that sounds like a lot, but on top of like paying your deposit, paying the first month's rent, 
and like furnishing the place like it's fully unfurnished which is great because like we wanted to buy our own furniture but like i blew through that eight thousand so quickly yeah like within like I maxed out my credit card and it took me like... Oh, man, It took me a few paychecks to actually pay it off fully. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend saving up a couple thousand if you're planning on moving out. Like, not just for the security deposit, but for, like, I would say at least three months rent. And then, like, any money that you want to budget for furniture, but... Other than that, like, it's it's expensive. Like, it's it's just a lot of costs that are going to come up. You also have to pay for, like, electricity, gas, Wi-Fi. Yeah, like, all these things add up, and, like, you don't realize it. Also, if you have a pet, you might have to pay a pet deposit. So it's really not just, like, oh, okay, like, the apartment costs $1,375. I'll just save up $2,000. Like, it's really not like that. And if you do that, you might be setting yourself up for a lot of stress. So I think, like either having the confidence to be like, okay, I can do this and I'm going to make all the sacrifices to make this happen, which is like what Dayon had to do. Or like for me being like, I need to have a nest egg and like move out. Mm -hmm. So like whatever route you really take, like you need to be prepared because it's, it's huge. It's like huge to move out on your own. Or even if you're going to move in with a roommate, like you need to make sure that you can afford this lifestyle. Yeah. I took more of a gamble, but I knew that if I just kept working, I would make the money to pay it all off. So as long as I had enough to like, if I knew, like, at the end of each month, I'd be able to pay off rent and food and, like, have extra and stuff. So, yeah, it's just sometimes you just got to you gotta food, hustle harder. Yeah. You got to work more. <laughs> that's about it. So, yeah, I had some pretty clutch jobs that, like, allowed me, like, free free food, free coffee for a little bit, you know? So He worked at a donut shop, so we got, like, free donuts free and stuff. Free coffee. And then but, like, I worked at the brewery next to our house. So I yeah. had some, some free beers so that I can drink at nights. And There was also just something about like our first place together that even if we were poor and we had to kind of scramble and make sacrifices to make it work like I think that's how we both always imagined like our first place together to be like you know like even before I met Dayon like my parents were a lot like that where they got married really young my mom was 20 and my dad was 23 and they moved around from city to city all around the states and they were really poor and they just like worked these jobs and they had each other and it just like they made it happen and I think growing up and having that idea of like that's what moving out is like for the first time like you have your partner and it's just it was very romanticized for me but it was also something that I kind of accepted and I was like I think that it would be like really great to like bond in that together and that's Mm -hmm. kind of essentially what we did like we brought us closer yeah like we were both quite poor when we moved into this place and we like just had to make it work like we each had to do like our own things to bring us to, like, where we are now. And it wasn't ideal. I mean, at the end, we later found out the neighborhood wasn't that great. There's some... Yeah. I mean, but it was was great for our first home. It was. It was honestly amazing. But, like, yeah, just looking back at it now. Our view was an alley. (laughs) (laughs) And there was constant, like, fighting from, like, homeless people in the alley. Yeah, at, like, 4 a.m. It just wasn't great. Like, some of our neighbors were quite questionable. And it was, like, a really old building, but, like, we loved it. Like, we loved it when we moved in. And it really wasn't until, like, a year later that we were like, hmm, maybe we, we realized should realized it, like, <laughs> didn't feel like enough space. And, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I totally feel the same way, like, growing up that I've always imagined it as, like, the beautiful struggle together. That, yeah. That, like, really creates that bond between us two. So, yeah, it was really nice that, like, we, we got to struggle together and that. But we, we learned so much and we grew so much, so. Yeah, it's always crazy. Like, every now and then I always take the time to like appreciate like where I'm at but also think like okay like remember what this feels like because I'm always like you 
are gonna like you know level up your life and like whatever and like whatever it takes to make that happen like I'm gonna make that happen and I know that I'm not always gonna be in the same like financial situation things like that and so I'm always like take a moment to remember this and I remember when we first started dating I was living in the basement suite and the basement suite had the tiniest shower of life like literally it was just a small square that like we would both step in it and there was absolutely no, yeah, like no room turn around or anything yeah like now like when we shower like it's just a regular size shower but like we get like one of us gets cold if we're like in there together because there's you know like there's that space and there's only and there's only water hitting on one person but like in that first shower it was literally like you're both you're both warm you're boiling cozy. because it was like you're right up against each other and like and i oh remember goodness, just when, thinking, it, when you drop something in the shower oh like, yeah no you're you have like to do straight, like a proper like, squat yeah like yeah. a straight proper squat <laughs> <laughs> and so i just remember being in that shower like when we first met and just being like i'm gonna remember this forever like this is where we started and i mean yeah it there's was a, like there's a beauty in struggle that, but it's like, also you remember yeah. forever. and it's like it's something that and it's nice to look back on and see like how far you've come and also to just be grateful for like all the things that you do have because like mm-hmm. I don't ever want to get to a place where like I take my life for granted because I know that nothing is ever promised but it's just like so crazy to see like where we came from and like yeah like that first apartment was perfect it was because like our view is of an alley but you could see like the tiniest bit of Lionsgate yeah <laughs> So whenever we had, like, friends over... That was, was Dan's there, pride was like, and joy. I was like, if you look over there, you can see some of Lions Gate Bridge. And I'm like, it's so beautiful. But, like, you have to look over the docks. Yeah, over it's the, so, like, so alley, tiny. Small buildings and stuff. But then now, like, we look outside. You got... You're in the heart of downtown. And you see Lions Gate right in front of you, which is crazy. So it's, it's fun how we, like, tied the two. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to, like, feel that upgrade and, like, really cherish everything. And For sure. So yeah, as we mentioned in the next episode, we'll talk about actually moving into the apartment, um, how how we compromised on styling it, because that is something that I never really anticipated with like moving in with a partner. Because when you're moving in with a roommate, like you don't you, have to really yeah, style you don't the have house. to. And like when I did have roommates, we were just like whatever furniture in the living room doesn't matter to me. It's just a couch, whatever. But then like we're actually curating our space and it's really hard when you have like different styles. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll also talk about the things that we really fought about and that we really, really struggled with in that like kind of first year of like living together. It's also super hard when it's empty. Oh yeah. Because it's like a blank space and like it doesn't, it honestly doesn't feel complete until you put paintings up. We bought and returned a lot of stuff. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean like at first you're trying to figure out exactly which style you want to go with and we'll get into all of that later, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a journey for sure. So if you take anything away from this podcast, I would 110% prioritize your financials and that's not just like you being ready to move out if you're moving out with your partner then make sure that it's somebody that you can trust to like carry their end because i've heard of stories of people dating people moving in together and then their partner doesn't make rent so they cover it they don't make rent they cover it and then all of a sudden your partner owes you three thousand dollars you break up and they're not getting that money back Mm -hmm. and like i just i never wanted to be in that situation and i really don't think you would want to be in it and it's just i suggest being uh transparent with your finances 100 percent like talk about money and talk about your security like don't just take your partner's word for it they're like oh yeah no for sure like i can do like it's like no like if you need to have it in writing that each of you are gonna carry like your own weight with rent or like even if you're not splitting equally if you're 
splitting it equitably like whatever it is just whatever you decide make sure that that's like solidified and that you really really trust your partner and like I know that you might think that you trust your partner but you really never know and especially if the relationship is ripe and it's new kind of like ours like it is it is a gamble but you have to make it very clear what you're able to compromise on and what you're not and then apart from the finances also just knowing that like this is somebody that you want to take this big next step with because it is it's a really big step and it's not something that I think should be taken super lightly because it's not just a roommate you know like especially if you're buying things together and like building a home together like it's gonna make it a bit more difficult to break up not impossible obviously but it just makes it harder and so like it's definitely something that you want to consider for a while talk about it for a while but I would just say having that open conversation with your partner about what you both expect and like what this means for you both because if for one of you it's just kind of like oh it's just like having a roommate and for you it's like this is the next step in our relationship like that's a miscommunication that's really going to affect the dynamic in your home so all of those things to consider but next week we'll be talking all about actually moving in together living together furnishing our home together and kind of like how when you have different styles like you try to make that work because that's a problem that I totally didn't anticipate like furnishing a home together is really not easy especially when you have different styles and then we'll also be talking about kind of like the big fights that we had and just like our first year of living together because we learned a lot about each other about ourselves (laughs) so that will be fun but it'll be a lot to unpack yeah so in the meantime you can follow us at needs and beans my personal is your girl needs and mine is day on day off and we'll see you guys next week bye bye bye